0: It's time for the Motown Rundown, presented by Impact 89FM, WDBM. This is your home for all things Detroit sports, from the Lions and Tigers to the Pistons and Red Wings. Now here's your host, Ryan Rabinowitz. All right, we're rolling April 8th, 2020, Motown Rundown coming back at you. Still in quarantine, still locked down, uh, but we're still here. We're trying our best, and from the sound of things, we are going to be stuck in quarantine for a couple more weeks. So uh, without further ado, let's do our weekly wellness check. I'll start with you, Trent. Trent, how are you hanging in there? I'm hanging. I'm hanging in there good. I don't know if you can hear
1: my brothers and stuff going on in there. I, I can't. There's no quiet place in my house, for one. Sorry, I'm so distracted right now. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I don't shut know. Up. We, 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 play, <laughs> we play video games, play video games, play board games. I feel like I have nothing new to report. We did have two uh, bonfires this week.
0: That's good. That's how good. Bonfires, yeah. it is getting approaching bonfire season, although it is supposed to drop. It was a beautiful day today. It was like, what, 65 degrees outside, close to 70. And now it's going to be like 40 degrees in the next week, which is just fantastic. Yeah, bonfires lot of times. A
2: lot of tennis, oh, too. good. Good. Dude, I, I, Trent, it sounds like you're, it's like a nice little vacation for you. I, like, the thing, it, like, with me is it's just me and my parents. So, that's, like, it's fine. Okay, but, like, yeah. at the same time, you, like, get on each other's nerves and whatever. But all I do is this: I just think of random things. I went outside today and was doing homework. I got myself sunburned, like, on my chest. Was I was going <laughs> to say, you,
1: your, face, your face looks like you got some sun.
2: Yeah, I was on the sun all day just doing homework. Didn't get anything done. Classic. But I I literally, when I'm, like, in quarantine and stuff like this, you see all these lists on Twitter and stuff. And I just, like, think of the randomest things. Like, today and, like, the last week, I think I've I've texted you guys this. I just, like, think what, like, was my favorite TV show when I would be, like, sick going on. And, like, I figured that my, like, top three was, like, Zoe 101, Spongebob. And then, uh... And then three would probably be Jimmy Neutron. Like, oh yeah. If if, if I'm, I'm sick from elementary school, those are my top three. I don't know what your size were back in the day, but
1: well, I was not a Nickelodeon kid. I was like, uh, I, I watched, I, I watched. Were you a, Cartoon the, Network kid? Somewhat, but mostly Disney. Oh, I was dude, just car, car- Disney. Cartoon
0: Network kids were just were just asking for trouble back in the day.
1: No, that that's that's definitely a fact. Dexter's Law. No, I, I just
0: freak. Great show. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: It's kind of funny. I loved Total Drama Island on Cartoon Network. Great you guys ever show. watched that? Great that show. was That show was never awesome. Seen it was like reality TV. See, Rabinowitz, you would love it. So you got to check it out. It's like,
2: I would it's check funny. it out now. I, I doubt it holds probably,
1: up. Probably hasn't aged very well. <laughs> yeah. No. But it's like, basically, it's like a mix between Survivor and like, yeah, it's basically Survivor, but it's animated and it's for kids and it's pretty funny. It's a bunch of teenagers on an island going at it.
0: It's cool what else is, I don't what know. Else, but I was what are in,
1: your other two?
0: What
2: are the two
1: in your top three? For me. Yeah. I'm like I said, I'm I'm Star Wars The Clone Wars, another Cartoon Network show just because My Star buddies Wars love guy.
2: the Clone Wars now. I'm like, dude, stop being nerds. Yeah, the, those are very
1: them. good. The, the, the ones like they just released a new season on Disney Plus and like new episodes come out each Friday. And it's it's really not that great. But you know, the old the OGs, those were really good. And then my favorite Disney show of all time was Wizards of Waverly Place.
2: Okay. That's a good well, one. Well, that's
1: my top three. That's my top three. Nothing from Nickelodeon from your boy. Dude, but I, that doesn't mean I didn't watch Nickelodeon. Drake Nickelodeon, and Josh is another good sleeper.
2: Dude, Nickelodeon from 2004 to 2007, I talk about this all the time with my friends, didn't miss. They literally, like their sitcoms they had going was like Ned Classified, which is one of the all-time oh, great shows. That's dude, a good show. love that show. Zoe 101, Drake and Josh – and then they had that one show with like Emma Roberts that like wasn't even that bad. I was like, "Dude, they were in their bag.: Yeah. did you like iCarly? No, that's it was good, but it was my favorite. Okay, I get the bigger I think iCarly's overrated.
0: Okay, I got you. I respect it. I watched iCarly into the phase where it was like you were kind of embarrassed to tell people that you still watched iCarly, but it was funny. I did. I, my, my three, SpongeBob's, Spongebob is number one. I still watch Spongebob to this day. I watched so the episode funny. with my brother the other day with Gene Scallop. I don't know if you remember Gene <laughs> Scallop. He's like yeah. the food inspector, and he comes by, and he eats the food, and he goes on TV, and he's like, I can't stand this place, but he loves Spongebob, and they turn the whole thing into a Spongebob-themed restaurant. I always watched Sports Center too. I would watch like yes, the, the first yes. hour of Sports Center. I'd watch the same Sports Center for like eight hours that day and just have to uh, memorize. For some
2: reason, one day when I was sick, I remember this so vividly. Like Tony Romo had a bad game in Arizona, and they like the whole Sports Center was basically like talking about is Tony Romo to be able to like work through this rib injury? And I was like in <laughs> third grade, and I remember it yeah. so vividly. You were in third I, grade. Something like that.
1: So, so what year do you think that was? Like his second I don't year in Dallas, know. O, o, o 8 or I something. Like that?
2: Do, the way the like media covered Romo when I was like younger and really didn't pay attention to the rest of the league, like I thought Romo was like bad, but he, he was like very very good. Like he yeah, he was he was solid. But like I don't I thought it was trash way. if you like watched ESPN and you didn't know what, like exactly or like you weren't watching the Cowboys play.
1: So Rabs, you got SpongeBob, you got.
0: Sports Center,
1: which oh, okay, last, if Sports center's available, like yeah, I watched, yeah, Center.
0: Sports
2: my, a great answer. I didn't even think about that. I my didn't last I
0: didn't when, Collins, when Collins said Zoe 101, that got the mind working into a completely different dimension because I used to watch a ton of Zoe 101, great I used to watch show. a ton of Nez Classified. I put my third as a combination of Jimmy Neutron and Fairly Odd Parents, that's just what came to mind. But Zoe 101 used to crush you know what I used to watch too, Grassy. I used to watch a lot of Degrassi.
2: Dude, with did Drake you watch it when it? Drake
0: was on it yes Jimmy? dude that show was loaded like people got shot like that's what I first learned about like people that have different sexual preferences like it was a wild and people got pregnant in high school it's a
2: wild dude, ass show dude the like isn't the mother in the dressy that she like got pregnant at like 14
0: yeah and, like midway oh midway through the show yeah she gets pregnant in high school then the kid who Impregnated her, got like stabbed from these kids at a rival school. It was unbelievable. JT York, may you rest in peace. Dude, Nina Dobrev
2: yeah. in 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 that show. Yeah, Smoke. she never
0: she never did it for me though.
2: Okay, I feel
1: okay. like the the story arcs in that show are like beyond me, dude. Like I, you guys gotta remember, you're one and two years older than me, so like I never watched the grassy I was probably way too young, even dude, though.
2: The freeze before. frame at the end of the Jurassic, like when we were when I was a little bit older, I was probably like in sixth or seventh grade. Like my oldest brother and my sister, like right before or like when they would be home for the summer or something from college or high school, or whatever, they would always like we would make bets who would be the freeze frame of the episode. <laughs> and it, it, that, that was always a good time.
1: Wait, I don't even I don't even get that. What is that? It's at like the, end the, of at the, the Jurassic, galaxies,
2: they had a freeze frame. Like the freeze frame of someone's like face. It's like a dramatic okay. moment kinda or like a okay. happy moment. So we would okay. That's when we, funny. When we got the freeze frame.
1: That is funny.
0: That's a fun little memory of the Collins siblings. I like that. Yeah, that show. That show introduced me to a lot. But essentially, do essentially quarantine is just like being homesick from school for the longest period of all. Yeah, time. that's what that's it what it I is. Thought <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's even
1: goofier for me too because like my dad has never worked from home ever. Like my mom, when I was younger, she worked from home. She was a stay-at-home mom for a little bit because we were little. So, like, I I have something, I have some roots there. Now that my dad's home, it's, like, just all hell's broken loose, and it's chaotic. But, yeah, I don't know.
2: Dude, listen to that. So, both my parents, like, so, in high school, my mom traveled a lot, like, all around. So, just, it would be mostly, like, me and my dad a lot at home. But my dad, like, usually works at home, especially in the summer when I'm staying here. And, and my mom works at home. So it's like when I would go like eat Apple Jacks and I'm just getting screamed at by both parents. Stop making so much noise. I'm working here. So I'm like kind of like used to this. So I just isolate myself from them. And so <laughs> so like, Eating
1: <laughs> like, Apple Jacks.
2: <laughs> dude, that, literally. Every time I would like open up the fridge, my dad gives me the sink guys like, really, really? <laughs> I really did. Really. Paying your bills isn't enough. I'm like, I'm like, sorry, dude. I like, I don't know what you want me to do. I came home.
0: I came home this week because I'm just going to stay home through Easter. And first of all, my setup right now, usually I'm in my nice room in East Lansing where I can have like a, a professional setup. I'm sitting in my basement right now that has flooded like two times in the past handful of months. And I'm sitting on like an old moldy uh, folding chair with my laptop on another old moldy folding chair. In the last couple of days I've been at home, I've eaten like shit. I sleep for a thousand hours. I don't wake up till noon. I've been struggling so hard. That's what happens when you go home. i have just eaten everything yeah. in sight because I can't. I'm not paying for it. I'm just eating
2: my vacuum. Yeah, I, go to bed at, I I never go to bed that late. I go to bed at like three o'clock in the morning every night now. And then I have to wake up at like 10 for my Zoom class.
0: I also, Brutal. too, I'm getting to that point. Collins, you have dogs?
2: Uh, rest in peace, Porky. Not anymore, no.
0: I'm I'm getting to that point now where again I probably love my family very much, love coming home, but I'm getting to the point where like the little things are starting to build and irritate me. Like my one dog Rocco, who just barks nonstop at nothing happening outside. Yeah, I could get to that point with your dog where it's like, I love my dog, but I'm getting really sick and tired of my dog. I was I said today, I I believe I think I said out loud to my family, if you guys can't figure it out, I'm going back to school because they're just like bickering and arguments, and I'm like, hmm, don't miss this, but happy to be
2: home, love my family. Dude, that's, like, every time I come home, like, love home, like you're saying always, but, like, you come to my household, it's contemptuous immediately, <laughs> and it doesn't, no one even has to be in, like, a bad mood. It's just the yeah. way, like, my family operates. <laughs> We're, like, so non-confrontational, like, outside of our home, and then we, like, bring all that angst and anger into 4456 South Castle Court, Actually, probably should not put my address out on the <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But, Send uh, fan mail to. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, whatever. But like, at, like we just bring it all in. So we're just screaming at each other all day. And at the end of the day, it's like, oh, love you. But like, <laughs> it, it's, it's like a battle. Like, who's yeah. at the higher footing at all time.
1: That's awesome. I love it. My family's just crazy. I got nothing. I, I Yo, know.
2: Trent, it literally looks like you've had like a two week party with your brother. Yeah. Trent's family's yeah. like the I Brady mean, Bunch.
1: We, we stay up late, we just have fun, goof off. I mean, there's nothing. I, like, my dad, as I said, is not working from home, which means he doesn't have to wake up as early, which means he, stay up, he stays up later and he's the big perpetuator of like, let's have a bonfire, let's listen to music and have some drinks and have some fun. Like, so that's why we all do that kind of thing.
0: Yeah, different, different vibes in this household. But I
1: miss East Lansing, I miss East Lansing, and I miss the studio, and I miss you guys and, you know, everything. But I'm, I'm fortunate we're able to still do this, so that's great.
0: Uh, exactly. Um, obviously, again, since we are not able to use the studio, no Facebook lives for the time being, we're trying to get these episodes up as quick as possible. We're having some issues that I don't want to discuss about and air my dirty laundry on here to the public. Um, but we're trying our best. Um, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. You can also like our Facebook page. Just search the Motown Rundown. We're on Twitter as well, at Motown underscore rundown. Um, okay, so now that our wellness check is complete, we can move into sports. Uh, first piece of sports today, um, obviously not the greatest of news. Uh, Mr. Tiger, Al Kaline, passed away Monday at the age of 85. Um, big, that's like big news in the city of Detroit. I don't know. I mean, I know uh, L. Kalin's a Hall of Famer, first ballot 1980, how are you? Um, I don't know how his impact was felt outside of the city of Detroit, but all I can tell you is when I first saw this thing on Twitter and I told my dad, ruined his day. And Collins said the same thing. Kelly Collins was shook.
2: Dude, dude my dad, my dad literally, first of all, they aired all, like, that stuff on Thought Sports Detroit. It's like, farewell, Mr. Tiger, all that stuff. I watched that with my dad. But, like, my dad's like, he, he was my hero. Like, it, it, my dad was born, I think, in 1959, so he like was nine years old and they won the World Series and stuff. And I saw like Jack, what, what what's the guy from uh, Jeff Jeff Daniels, like the big yeah. Tigers fan actor? Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Like, he was talking basically about like you grew up and you wanted to be number six, and yeah. that like that's like the sentiment. Like my dad said, like obviously. Only thing I knew about Alec Kaline is Kaline's corner and stuff like that. I, I knew he put up big numbers and was it was like unprecedented for him not to play in the minor leagues, especially in that era, and just basically being picked up from high school and just starting the major leagues is like crazy to even think about. And he won a batting title in the second year. Like think about that. Like that would never happen ever again. Like like Bryce Harper like puts up big numbers when he's nineteen or twenty or Trout but no one's ever going to win a batting title a year removed from playing high school baseball. Like that's insane. That is wild. Some um, of his numbers
1: are just unprecedented by the way too.
2: Yeah. And and I I don't necessarily think like he's probably has the most longevity and is considered the greatest tiger and all that stuff. But like his like what I was like shocked about was like basically like all the players now, like just talking about like how much he meant to them. I know he was a special advisor to the Illigists since like two thousand. But like, it, when you see like people like Justin Verlander, you see a guy like Grayson Greiner, like go out of it like say so he's like, "Man, you're one of the best people I've ever met." So genuine. Like, like the like you hear small people like Daniel Norris basically saying like, "You're not, you weren't the Mr. Tiger because of the way you played it was the way you acted." Like that. That's what I felt like the biggest sentiment. About Al Kaline was, is that he was just such a person with a strong character and, like, morals. And that's why it was, like, such a tough loss for the Tigers community.
1: Yeah, you that literally just, like, read that off my mind because I had the same, like, like, obviously, Miggy and JV, you know, those guys speak their piece. And it's like, yeah, you get it. But then people like Grayson Griner and Daniel Norris, I saw Annabelle Sanchez posted something like he touched everybody who ever came into the clubhouse in Detroit and that's awesome. And then it just, as far as, you know, his bait, his play on the field went, it's like 18 all-star appearances in 19 years. Like that, I don't even know. I think the only thing that even 22 seasons. Okay. Yeah. 22 seasons, 18 all-star appearances. The only thing I can even think of off the top of my head that compares that is like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played 20 seasons and made the all-star game, like I think 19 times, whatever, something like that. But he also had 10 Golden Glove Awards, like 10 – a decade worth of Golden Gloves. That's pretty wild. And, obviously, he won the big one, World Series in 68. So, I, probably the greatest Tiger ever. I don't know. Maybe Ty Cobb, possibly. But, like, it's – when, did when you, I heard you, the news, I was shocked, too. Yeah. It's just I, like I – mean, he's just – he's immortal as yes. far as Detroit sports go.
2: It was shocking because you saw him, like, a month ago. Like, yeah, like, and all you, all you ever hear
1: about – him as like positive things there is nothing there there's no dirt there's no dirty laundry or anything like you were just saying i don't know
2: it's it's wild rabs did you watch like any of that 1968 game or any of the like special on him no i don't first
0: of all i was it on fox sports which i know there was stuff being on mlb network i don't have mlb network but i didn't see any of the games or anything which i want to do because i think it'd be cool to watch baseball back then dude but i mean like I'm sure it was I, like I, it's different times but even still like Al Kalin's career numbers, 3007 hits being a part of that club as it is is tremendous as like just in itself 1583 RBIs he was a 297 career average hitter which is outstanding for 22 years of baseball dude to end your career batting 297 is unreal and 399 home runs um, I think the the thing about Al Kalin, again, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like oh yeah Al Kaline was like a huge part of my Yes, because he wasn't. Because yeah. he wasn't no. playing. But for the for the the fact that the guy played for the Tigers for twenty two years, then he was in the booth till like O two, and since then, like even like to this till his death, he was a special advisor in the front office at eighty five years old. Like yeah. that's not not first of all, there's not many guys like that that Detroit gets to to come around. I'd say like Iserman's a guy who you know, played his whole career here. He's back here. He's kind of fulfilling the prophecy. There are not many guys that in this city that stick around for that long. So as far as iconic figures in Detroit, period, like, he's got to be the guy, if not one of the top three.
2: Well, I, I was, like, watching all that stuff and, like, the special. He's like, yeah. He basically, like, said, he's like, I'm basically like Gordy Howe. Like, even if I, like, didn't – he said baseball is all I know. Even if I didn't work for the Tigers, I would be at the ballpark. Like, that's just, like, how he was wired. And, like, baseball all is all he knew. And it, it, it's just, like, pretty interesting to, like, look back. Because I watched, like, the 1968 World Series, like, Game 7 against Bob Gibson. And uh you had Mickey Rolich pitching yeah. that game or whatever. But, like, it, it ba- that is why baseball is awesome. When I watched that game yesterday, I was like, baseball is so great. Because it, it still held up. Like, watching it, oh, yeah. like, terrible photography, like, horrible graphics, whatever, you got Harry Carey in the booth calling the game on NBC, and they're throwing it Timeless. down to Ernie Harwell interviewing the boys in the locker room. I'm like, God, this is why I love baseball, because, like, like these guys, stuck, like, or Ernie Harwell and, like, Harry Carey and Al Kaline, guys like that just stick around for, like, 75 years. And it's such, like, a, and it was so beloved back then, and you just, like, those guys become the fabric of the organization. Like you said, Al Kaline wasn't a big part of my life, but I knew him as immediately as much as like I remember. Yeah, Mr. oh, one hundred percent.
0: Yeah, like I've, like
2: you, you go to Comerica, you're like, oh, Al Kaline's like the best tiger of all time. Even if yeah. I never watched them, that, that you just know that's Mr. Tiger.
0: I'll have to watch I, I wanna watch that that World Series footage because you're right, dude the the thing out of the four major sports, baseball's the one to where I feel like if I were to watch baseball back in like the sixties now, I'd still be like, I can watch this. Like hockey hockey fifty years ago was like horrifying to watch because goaltending like almost didn't exist. Football, the games changed so much, and basketball too. Like basketball highlights watch. of basketball dude, it's it was like brutal. horrifying. But baseball, like, it, it all holds the same. Like, hitting a baseball was not easy in the 1920s, still not easy now. Like, they're throwing, no. like, 10 miles per hour or more. But still, if you could hit, you could hit. It's fun to watch. Definitely. I got I got
1: one more thing I want to add on this, just because when I saw this stat the other day, it blew my mind. And, Ravs, you kind of touched on it. Al Line is one of seven players ever. And this is actually crazy. If you really crunch the numbers and you think about this from a baseball standpoint, like, one of seven players ever, to have 3,000 hits and a hundred no, what is it? 3,000 hits and 1,500 RBIs with one yeah. franchise, with one franchise. Like I he did say. all that with one team, Mr. Tiger.
2: Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, yeah, not bad. Not bad. Pretty, pretty <laughs> good. I Here's the LK K line. Too. Curb yeah. Rail.
0: Cheers to LK line. Mr., Mr. Tiger, may he rest in peace. Um, Okay, now talking about iconic Detroit figures. We started this game last week. So if you want to go back and review the tape, uh, we started to break down. I don't know. It feels like every single one of us has attacked this in a different light. I have phrased this as most iconic Detroit players by the numbers. Collins wanted to go like his favorite. That's fine. Trent, I don't know which way you wanted to spin it. But last week we did like numbers zero through ten. This week, for the sake of the fact that there's really nothing else to talk about, we're doing numbers 11 through 30. So uh, if you agree, disagree, shoot us some comments on Facebook or Twitter. You can join in next week, too, when we do, like, what, 31 through 40 or 50 or whatever. Um, But without further ado, coming off of 1 through 10 last week, why don't we start with 11? Should we just jump right into it? Jump in. Okay, I'll start with number eleven, and Trent will like this one because there I could have gone a couple different ways. I went with Isaiah Thomas. There were many ways I could have duh. gone, but I picked. I don't know about duh, dude. Sparky Anderson
2: wore eleven. That doesn't count though. He's like a manager. <laughs> Still. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of, we but...
1: said Chuck Daly for two. Yeah, years, we did so say I... Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> but it's yeah. funny.
2: The Chuck Daly thing's funny that they have a number two in the rafters for Chuck that Daly. That is.
1: That is kind of funny because they always honor like broadcasters around the NBA and stuff, and they'll just put like a microphone up there or something like that. And for Chuck Daly, they're like, yeah, number two.
2: Number two, just put it up in the right ra- – you didn't even play. Two championships,
1: so yeah. yeah, no, it's great. It's, it's so great. Funny. Anyways,
0: didn't mean to cut you off, Ravs. Go for it. No, I, Isaiah Thomas is my guy. I was doing some – I wanted to put Sparky at first. Bill Freehand came to mind too, but I think Isaiah Thomas is the guy at 11. Easy.
2: Well, I'll say this about Isaiah. Like, he, he's obviously the guy in 11, and I think once, like, he started coming around the organization a little bit more – like when I, 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 since I've been a little bit older, because I think since the team's moved downtown and since Dora's has owned the team, he's been more a part of it. I, I like, I, I, like it was kind of like I Zaya like should have probably had the relationship that Joe Dumars had with the Pistons in the early two thousands. But like when I thought about the bad boys teams, I thought about like Joe Dumars before Isaiah Thomas. And I understand that I was young and I didn't watch any of those. It's just kind of weird that he didn't, like, stick around in a capacity like that because he's probably the Pistons' greatest player of all time. Well, he, he is hands down. But the reason he wasn't was because he was doing
1: all this stuff. Like, he, he helped no, found he the weirdo. Raptors. Yeah. Well, he helped found the Raptors, and then he was, like, a coach for a little while for the Pacers. Yeah, too. and then he was and the Knicks. Yeah. not
2: a good guy during the Nets and the Liberty, whatever. But Isaiah Thomas, nasty. Like, in game six – when they lose in 88, is like uh, – actually, game seven, I believe, in 88. The in finals? LA
1: the ankle is game?
2: like arguably my favorite highlight reel to ever watch. That it's is awesome. It's incredible what he did on one foot.
1: Yep, and he couldn't even get a shoe off after the game, as Joe Dumars famously said in the Bad Boys 30-30, which is fantastic. 30 for 30, by the way. I'm assuming anyone who's listening to this has seen it because they're a Detroit fan. But, look, I won't go in too much more in-depth on Isaiah Thomas, but obviously two championships – a Finals MVP, 12 All-Star appearances. Let me say this about Isaiah too: People look back on him, and he's just completely glossed over. He was six feet tall, and he averaged 14 assists per game one season. Well, like, I, I, the well, dude was incredible. I, don't I, think I just don't—he he slips through the cracks. Like when people talk about the great point guards, they talk about Magic, Steph Curry, Oscar Robertson, and for me, it's like I think Isaiah is number two or like three, two or three. I don't even think I mean, it's debatable. I,
2: but I don't know. I can't like argue in that aspect, but like I think with like Isaiah, the fact that he like wasn't on the Dream Team like kind yeah. of didn't solidify his like legacy of being one of the better players in the '80s. And he obviously should have been on that team, but like no it, like when you look back at it, like I think nationally, people don't realize like the numbers he put up and how good he was. But I don't know. I, he no was one of the Pistons. first. No iconic... one liked the Pistons outside of Detroit. Either
1: that's the other thing. The Pistons were a very hated team. But Isaiah is too. probably the most iconic small point guard or small guard on this side Allen Iverson ever. Because, like, obviously, like, before him, there's guys like Nate Archibald, and if you're an NBA guy, you get into all that. But whatever. I just – yeah, 11 is Isaiah for Detroit. Okay.
0: Okay, number 12, my pick, I want Red Wings. Sid Abel is numbers in the rafters. I couldn't – some of these numbers in this grouping were tough. I had to, I had to reach to some outside sources. But number 12, the only number that came to mind – was able because his number is retired by the
2: Red right Wings. Okay, I'm going to go with another guy who's on the 1968 Detroit Tigers. Jim Price, nice area. Shout out to Jim <laughs> Price. Cl- nice color nice guy area. for the Detroit <laughs> Tigers radio forever. I love Jim Price. I think he's hilarious. Like, Dan Dickerson <laughs> is, like, such a pro, and he's so good at his job. Yeah. It's kind of nice to have, like, that hokey, like, homery, like, color guy like Jim <laughs> yeah. Price. And, I, I like, nothing will ever get better. The art of pitching, nice area. But the drops on ninety seven one of him saying, whoa, like stuff like that. I yeah. love Jim Price. And People he forget he said so right? like, like, you grow up with your announcers. That's a guy, like, since day yeah. one, Jim Price yep. has been there.
1: Good call.
2: So I actually had him,
1: but I also, just for the sake of argument real quick, I just want to throw out George Yardley. I'm a Pistons historian. This dude was probably the first Pistons star ever. I know we were just talking about, like, how horrible and brutal old basketball highlights are, but he was pretty good. Uh, I know, like, he played for the Fort Wayne Pistons before they were the Detroit Pistons and played a few seasons in Detroit, but whatever. I mean, he was he won a scoring title, and he was a six-time All-Star. So just for the sake of, you know, throwing his hat in the ring, I'll do it.
0: George Yardley. Very nice. Number 13 for me, I went back to the Wings. Pavel Datsuk. I don't know if this guy – this is, I think, Datsuk, and I, I know Zetterberg will eventually have his number retired. I think between Datsuk and Fedorov you are like two so? guys where you're thinking, do these guys' numbers get retired? I don't know so much about Fedorov. Datsuk, you can make a dude, case for because he's the dude, only NHL Fedorov who's has a way for. better case. Well, Fedorov also played other places too. I know he was like actually legendary when he played for the Wings. But the, I, I, am a big like if you played for if you played for one team your entire career and you were really good like Dadzuk has a cup with the Wings. Man, have two? Is he on the O2 team? I don't know. Either way, yes, two. Um, he does have two. Yeah. Um, but either way, Datsuk's my guy at thirteen. Dad, and again, I'm a big hockey guy. But immediately, the way I try to approach it as far as most iconic is like when you think this number in this city. What comes to mind for me, it's
2: Datsuk at number 13. I I'm a, I agree with you with Datsuk, and I have a different reason because back in the day when you play like mini sticks and you get when when someone had the O stick, oh, stick, yeah, you were oh, so like yeah. fired up or like the Reebok, like pump skates. Like, yeah. I, I think I was out of hockey by then, but like that, like I just remember that about Datsuk. And I love Datsuk just for the Trevor Thompson video where he's just absolutely putting him in yeah. the mixer. Like, yeah. I don't know why Trevor Thompson ever agreed to do that, but that's, like, one of my favorite videos on the internet. That's funny.
1: 13, I got Lance Parrish, catcher for Good the one. Detroit Tigers 1984, I, mostly because if my father listens to this and I did not pick Lance Parrish, I would probably be kicked out of the house.
2: Lance Parrish. So, I'm going to go with man.
1: that. Lance Parrish, big wheel.
0: Good one. I had There's a couple on here, too, where I'm like, I could go with these guys, but I know I'd get ripped by my family if I didn't put this guy. <laughs> <But> <laughs> yeah. I, I, do I
2: thought about Alex Avila. I thought about it.
0: Come on, dude! Iconic. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Come on. Okay, uh, number fourteen for me. Oh, I'm sticking with the wings. I went Brendan Shanahan. I couldn't fourteen. Another Shanahan. one. I couldn't really. I couldn't really think of a ton of people for. Um, Shanahan when he was here, uh, was phenomenal. But if you look up like greatest Red Wings of all time, I think Shanahan gets put in that top ten pretty, uh, pretty often. I don't know. if you agree, disagree with that. But again, guy that won cups I'm here. i over the hump. Bottom line, he did. Yeah, he was a, a huge piece, uh, especially, again, you think of, like, 97 brawl with the abs, Shanahan Shanahan, and Wah, obviously. Um, I thought Shanahan was a pretty good lock at 14.
2: Shanahan, now like, the wins were so good when I was, like, we were, like, very, very young with, yeah. like, Hall of Famers. Like, they were really good when we were, like, a little bit older, like, when we get into 07, 09, like, 10 and all that. But, like – like, when we were young, to have, like, all these Hall of Famers and stuff. Like, you think of Shanahan and that. I, I, I thought about going there, but since I'm doing, like, my favorite and, like, guys I've watched, Austin Jackson, number 14, Detroit Tigers. Love yeah. me some Ajax. I thought when they traded him for David Price, they lost all chemistry that year. And it, it just, like, they it, it all went downhill. Like
0: Do you remember at, watching at, that
2: game at, when he got traded and he got in yeah. center field? Wow. Was it against yeah. the Rays? Yes.
1: Who was that against? So. The Rays. I the Rays or no, Seattle? So yeah. I mean, no, no, no. Wait. Yeah, the Mariners. It was, it was the
0: Mariners, was dude. White, I was, but... I was shook because I think I might have been, I might have like just gotten home from school or something, or I might have, like or or I might have actually been in school in the watching the game. Oh, okay. So I was not home, but either way, I just remember him running from center field, and they're like, "Oh," and I'm like, "No way!" I just watched it happen live. It was sad. God, it was, was very sad.
2: It's not even that that it was, like, sad, but, like, just at the time you're like, wow, that's an aggressive trade. Like, let's go. Here we go. Because, yeah. like, you're like, here we go. Like, David Price, one of the best pitchers in baseball, and just, like, didn't really pan out that way. But I, I loved Austin Jackson. He, like, some great moments at Galaraja, like, no hitter, made a fantastic. He was a better, like, once, like, we traded Granderson, you're like, Eh, like, or, or, like, why did we really get rid of this young center fielder who's got a pretty good bat? Like, Austin Jackson probably wasn't the hitter that Branderson was in a Tigers uniform or, like, the impact culturally in the city of Detroit. But Austin Jatson is the best center fielder the Tigers defensively have had in my lifetime. I'll
1: give you that. Definitely true. Uh, Austin Jackson, I actually had him on my list until I dug a little deeper and I found (laughs) Jim Bunning, played for the Tigers, uh, pitched. He's got a no-hitter to his name. He led the AL in wins with the Tigers, three-time strikeout leader. I don't know. But most iconic, like, for me in my lifetime, it's got to be Austin Jackson. For sure. Just because, you know what, like, obviously I also don't get as into the Red Wings as you guys do, so I can't, like, I can't really speak to that a whole lot. But when I thought 14, and I'm doing this list, the first place my mind went was Austin Jackson for sure.
0: All right, moving on to 15. I'm going back to the Pistons here. The microwave, Vinny
2: Johnson, how are you? Has to be. Has to be. Well, uh, I hate to break (laughs) it to you guys. it had someone else. I love Vinny Johnson. I I went to a ton of Pistons teams growing up like five minutes away from the Palace. So I, I have, like, I used to get all those, like, like, the first 500 kids that come get these jerseys. And for some reason, every year they did Vinnie Johnson. And I had, like, four Vinnie Johnson, like, reversible Pistons jerseys. They were legendary. Shout out to Microwave. And I had a sweet bobblehead of Vinnie Johnson. But I'm actually going a different direction. I'm going to go with Paul Woods. Shout out to Paul Woods. Detroit Red Wings. The color guy on the radio with Ken Cowell. I love Paul Woods. I love – like, I I just love how Ken Cowell is, like, so fast and he goes – well, you know, you got to go in the tough areas there, Ken, and uh, the boys are really going, and uh, yeah, let's see how they go in the second period. Yeah, the
0: uh, Red Wings uh, get the puck in uh, deep, and you got to get the uh, – I, dude, Paul Woods sometimes is asinine to listen to. Like, it's it, it, great. It, is, it sometimes, dude, You got to enjoy it, so tough. I know. I, dude, He Paul Woods is, is so adorable. Like, he's like one of those old guys that if you see him in person. Like, I saw him a couple times when I was working Red Wings games uh, this past year with Olympia. But he is so adorable to look at in person.
2: No, I just love, I love just like through and through, they like live the game. They, they, they yeah. like, they play, they somehow played in the 50s and they're like still broadcasting or something. Like, I love that. Shout out Paul Woods. Good one. I, I, think I
0: got Vinny's hard to, I mean,
2: no, Vinny, I mean, this is my <laughs> favorites, guys. Come on. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah.
0: You know what? I was going to say this before we started. I think the way
1: we're doing this is good because it adds more conversation. As Because, like, a lot of these are givens. If you're just going to do, like, like the best number 11, yeah, it's Isaiah Thomas. Like, when we get to 20, spoiler alert, it's Barry Sanders. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, like, I don't know. It adds more to the conversation. But I had Vinny as well. If you just look at his career accolades, there's nothing. There's two rings, and his jersey's retired with the Pistons. So, like, I, I think it's, so like
2: – it's so yeah, it's, funny that it's yeah. yeah, true. Well,
1: look, I, I'm sure if you, if you asked any of those guys on that team, like they would probably all tell, <laughs> as as Ravenowitz flashes a Reggie Jackson bobblehead in front of the camera, the very goat. sacrilegious of you. I'm just kidding, <laughs> the, we, the whatever. Goat. But but Vinnie Johnson, like that three guard rotation with Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars, I think was probably the biggest key to the Detroit championship, other than other than the back to back championships for the Bad Boys, other than the defense. But like he hit the shot, the game winning shot in game five against the Trailblazers in nineteen ninety NBA finals to give the Pistons the ring. Obviously that was a five game series, so you can't necessarily say if that shot doesn't go in, the Pistons don't win it that year. But like, you know, big shots, big time.
2: Players yeah, love them. The microwave nickname of all time. The microwave. Yeah, yeah that I know. Was so <laughs> sick
1: he, no, my little he brother no. wore number fifteen because of Vinnie Johnson. When he played that basketball. Wild, but, uh, yeah. The yeah. microwave
2: is probably a top like two nickname in sports. <laughs>
1: like, yeah, it's, is, up, there. it's like, up there.
2: The fact that George Blaha calls him the world-famous microwave. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, that's unbelievable. Yeah.
0: I know. <laughs> okay, 16. Now this is probably one we're going to have some debate over. 16 for me. Again, I'm trying to think when I think of the number 16, when I think of Detroit sports, my first guy that came to mind, Vladimir Konstantinov. I think yeah, that dude, I think I, a lot I of people I was too old would say to that. Watch him. I know, dude, because and again, I, I obviously again, as you said, not old enough to watch him. But you watch highlights and you just hear about like that Red Wings team from like your parents and your uncles and whatnot. Like he was a maniac, like on defense. He used to murder
2: people, I guess.
0: Yeah, which is just like that'd be so fun to watch. But I think before again, not speaking as someone who's only been able to watch highlights and hear stories. Before his obviously tragically horrific incident, was a phenomenal shutdown defenseman for the Wings. Obviously, a big part of the story moving forward is they won more cups into like 0-2 and whatnot, and whatever that whole timeline. Was. I don't know. Was it a '97 '98 thing or a two, O three type deal?
2: I have no. I, that's like one of those things that like gets foggy with me. Like when that actually like happened, yeah. when they have like the, the little patch on the uh, on the right side of the jersey. But like, off nasty. Like, I, I, like, I think, like, it's sick when I see Konstantinov jerseys, like, still oh, yeah. to this oh, day. Yeah. Like, and, and people are like, yeah, dude, he was going to be better than Woodstrom. Like, people, like, say that. That's, like, crazy to even think about. I know. That's scary. Which he probably wasn't going to be, but the fact that people even have that thought in their mind is crazy to me. But uh, I, I, I'm going to go with Konstantinov, too, because he was so sick. I don't know what NHL they did, like, a throwback type of thing in it, but he was in it, and he was nasty. Shout out to Vladimir Constantino. Oh, sorry, though. sorry, I was muted. Sorry. Good man.
1: But as a kid who loved the Pistons growing up, the first place my mind went was Bob Lanier. Looked yep. a little bit. Hell uh, Hal, Hal Neuhauser. Hal Newhouser for the Tigers. Um you won two AL MVPs with the Tigers. That's
2: pretty crazy. He's like if a you think about statue too. Yeah, 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 yeah. is a sick statue.
1: And that's the only reason I knew who he was, to be honest with you. Like, I don't – and then, I obviously, I'm looking through and, you know, and and this dude was just dominant. Like, if if someone on the Tigers these days won back-to-back MVPs, I mean, he would be the – I don't care what number he's wearing. It's got to be the most iconic, right? So, I don't – I don't know. That's just kind of where my thought process Dude, is. Dude, it's, it's funny because,
0: like, the, the Tigers, as far as the Tigers of people that have their number retired from the Tigers, I feel like they're very, very old players. So it's funny. Like, I was, like when I was talking, to I had this group chat with my dad, my two uncles, and, and my second cousin who, like, grew up with my dad and my uncles. But we were talking about these numbers, and I was, and my dad, I think, out of nowhere was like – or it might have been one of my uncles. I don't know. But he was like, number five's got to be Greenberg, can't be Lindstrom. I'm like, you're crazy. When anyone thinks five in Detroit, they think Lindstrom. But there is that – like, there's a significant generational gap between – like, specifically with the Tigers. Because the Tigers yeah. haven't been, like, incredibly successful as far as winning championships since, like, obviously the 80s, the, and, like,
2: the 60s, Dude, before that. People loved, the t- people loved baseball, like, back yeah. in the day. Like, baseball has fumbled the badge so much in the last, like, 30 years that it's, like, not the national game that it should be, and it's just a regional sport. But, like, when the Tigers are good, like, baseball is my favorite sport. Like it's not, it's not even Dude, close. I was it's saying the other close.
0: day, you're you're hearing all this stuff about like the golf starting to get rescheduled. You're starting to hear like NBA, NHL, like we might not finish the season. If there's one sport I need, it's baseball. Like when it's nice outside, I've been throwing. I threw the baseball around with my brother the last two days. My elbow's killing me right now. I got probably got tendonitis again. I cannot wait for baseball. I don't care. Play it in Arizona. I don't play four inning games. Don't care. Need it bad.
2: I. It, the thing about it, it'll be—I think it will stink when it's in Arizona because i, I like like the whole opening in like first month of the season and that aspect, but like, I don't know. Baseball is awesome. I love baseball. Okay, so yeah. we're on to
0: seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Another tough one, but again, when I when I boil down to it, the only guy I could think of, and I think he deserves to be there, back at the Red Wings, Brett Hall.
2: Dude. Uh, this was a tough one. I went between Hall and Dallas Drake. Shout out Dallas Drake.
0: Dallas Drake. Okay, so Dallas Drake's gotta be a guy that was like one of your favorites, dude. That's no, no, a name. That Dallas Drake's a guy where it's like I know he played for the Red Wings for a couple of years. You could you could tell me that Dallas Drake played in '02 02 or 2012. I'd believe you either way,
2: dude. I'm pretty, Wasn't Dallas Drake like the second guy to like get the cup from Woodstrom. Was he really? It was it like something really? weird like that. Like, it was, like, ridiculous. I was like, this is – come on, guys. I get he's been in the league a long time, but, like, settle down. Dallas Drake doesn't need to cut this early into the go-around. Whatever. Uh, yeah, Brett Hole. Thank you, Collins.
1: Um, I, I'm i sorry. I just I, – I didn't I, – I'd probably agree with you. I don't know. There's a dude named Frank Larry who played for the Tigers in the 50s and 60s. Was Dang incredible. So, I'm, one, I got him. Yeah.
2: MVP as a pitcher. People forget that.
1: Yeah, Tony Snell, final answer. G- okay,
0: <laughs> fair.
2: <Fine. laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, moving family, on to Tony Snow.
0: Moving <laughs> on to 18. This is a guy that Collins mentioned last week. Again, 18. Couldn't think of anyone besides Brian my guy here with the the greatest the greatest visor of all time, Kirk dude, in 18.
2: Dude, his visor was insane. It was like the
0: Datsuk had the same one too. That little like aviator cut at the bottom. I it loved it.
2: So- I, I put it on all bottom. my guys in chow. Like, I put it on all my, like my, my players. I was like, no, know what? I like this. I like the curve vibes. Dude, that here.
0: is a the, – the half – like, the straight-up half-shield aviator is a gritty move. Gritty. I, I'll
2: agree with you. I'll go with Kurt Malpe. I My buddy Rob, like, his parents are really big Wins fans, and they had uh, season tickets forever. Like, I went to the last game at the Joe with them. But the funniest thing ever is that for some reason, like, his mom's favorite player is Kurt Malpe. Out of like all the years, that's just her favorite yeah, place. Nice third
0: line, nice third line yeah. checking forward career. Yeah, so career, Brian, shout
2: out Brian Line.
1: <laughs> um, I seriously could not think of an 18, so I will just we can roll in the next one. You know who I actually thought of? Matt Tuias Sopo, but that oh. name is not <laughs> That's, that's your guy, on that's your list. guy. That can't the, be on this yeah. list with the, all these other dudes, so we're just dude. We he was broke. the
2: he was the random Tigers left fielder, like they're for like. Six years in a row, the Tigers has had a random like fourth outfielder that they got yeah. like out of nowhere that they just had on their roster. Like tuyasa yeah. Sopo was that guy for that year. Yeah,
1: dude. Unreal. I mean
2: And he would hit like what he would bat like two twenty, but he would hit like a moonshot every like, yeah. like hundred <laughs> yeah. at bats. It was, it was wow, either, that, it was either, either a home run or feet.
1: a strikeout. Home run or a strikeout with Tuiasa Sopo. Hey, this is so weird. I think I'm like thinking, oh, 18, okay, and I can't think of anything. I'm thinking like Chris, Chris. Durham for the Lions. Remember him? Like that's the kind of stuff going through my mind. I'm like, oh, okay.
0: Anywho.
2: 19's uh, obvious. If you guys want to do
1: your
0: if you guys want to do yeah. your
1: tributes, go for it.
0: Well, nine, 19 is my is my favorite hockey player of all time, my favorite Red Wing of all time, and potentially favorite athlete of all time, and Steve Iserman. I think this, so when we're all said and done with this. I think we should all pick one player in number in debate over who is the most iconic to ever. Because i like, dude. Because you can argue dude, when you my, think most think iconic.
2: It's how. It's, it's Gordy Howe. Like, well, I,
0: it could, you could argue How, you could argue Eiserman, you could argue Barry Sanders. Like, there's you could go many different ways with it.
2: Well, like, I throw Eiserman's
0: hat in the ring,
2: dude. I there's different like it's different eras, so I don't really like want to have this argument. But like nationally, it's Gordy Howe.
0: That's why, okay, I'll give
2: you but, that. But, but Steve Eichmann, uh, and I don't have like some bitch feel about Steve Eisman When I was playing hockey when I was younger, he was my favorite player. Like everyone, little kid in like Metro Detroit or Detroit area. I had a Steve Eiserman birthday cake when I was four years old. So shout out to Steve Eichmann. <laughs> that's
1: awesome. Yeah. That's, the one, that's that,
2: the one Trent the way,
1: can piggyback on. Well, of course. When I said you guys can do your tributes, that was not meant to be like like yeah. disrespectful. Like I, I'm just, I'm just saying like, I can't do it justice if I tried. <laughs> so obviously it's Steve Iserman. Like it's not even close. Who's next? Like Steve Kenny Galladay,
0: Anibal yeah. Sanchez. <laughs> yeah. Kenny. Yeah. Anibal. But yeah, um, I don't know. C-G-Y. Next one. Next one obviously isn't, is an easy one too. Number 20, Barry Sanders. I'd have to imagine everyone can jump on that train. Yep, Barry.
2: Uh, definitely oh, no. Barry, but uh, honorable mention second place, Mickey Redmond, my favorite. Uh, Dude, Mickey Redmond is the biggest homer, I think. in. He's great, dude.
0: Mickey is great. I love listening to Mickey.
2: Dude, I love it. Ken Daniels is fantastic. And then you get, like, Mickey in the mix. He's like, oh, back in my day, they wouldn't call that a slashing. And I'm like, you know what, Mickey? That was a weak call. Like, you know what? Like, that was a weak. So, shout out Mickey. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Barry, obviously. Barry Sanders is the coolest Detroit athlete of all time. I would yeah, say so, he's,
0: too. he's smooth. I'm glad the Lions finally decided to, like, actually reach out and be like, hey, we kind of need you to stick around because, like, you might be the only Lion of all time that anyone, like, knows.
2: They got to stop putting him in the booth.
0: Yeah, he's too quiet. He doesn't do a good job. It's so like, awkward it's, all the it's, time.
2: It, it's, he seems like he doesn't want to be there. Stop putting him in the booth. Like, he's bad at it. I'm sorry. I love Barry, but, like, come on. Yeah, some guys are cut out for
1: it. Have you seen the, video, the pictures of him, like, his rookie season with the real live Lions? Yeah, like it's a serious, serious, serious. <laughs> that, that is like badass. I'm like, I need a picture dude, of Matt Tiger Stafford. King. I need <laughs> no, 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 not that dude. That dude has lost. His, are you guys watching that? By the way,
2: no, i, finished, I refuse it. to watch it.
0: Too you finished it? Make I've you, watched it two you, episodes. Makes you, and you I'm, dumber. Makes you stupid. I am
1: so far out on that show. Yeah, but any anywho, I need a picture of Matt Stafford, Kenny Galladay, and Trey Flowers with a live lion right now. Get, like, dude, I need. I need. I need it.
2: Well, I got to you know, include
1: someone on defense who don't have Slay anymore. We, I need Desmond Trufant and a Lion right now.
2: I could argue the Barry Sanders jersey is probably, like, the best jersey in Detroit history, too. Like, we can have that argument for another day. But, like, I think the Winds arguably have the best jerseys. Like, I don't think that's a question either. But like, I would agree. Coolest jersey is, like, if you have a Barry Sanders home Honolulu blue one, it's pretty Yeah, sick. Awesome.
0: Okay, number twenty-one. We're probably back into it here as far as having mixed opinions. I went with a piston here. Dave Bing's my guy at twenty-one. Trent,
2: Syracuse University. Yeah, Mayor I don't know of much Detroit about Dave well. Bing
0: at all. Don't know much Mayor about. Mayor of Dave Detroit. Bing. Uh, he was, wasn't he?
2: Yep. No, I, nah, I I, my more. dad always said he was sick. Like he was just like Nat. He was like like the best player the Pistons ever had for a really long really? time until they, I I don't know if he was before or he played with one year, but he was like he played with him. Yeah, they, they were really good, I guess. Uh, twenty one for me. I'm gonna go with Dave Binn too. because growing up as a Pistons fan, like you actually kind of heard stuff about Dave Bin and you saw highlights. So I'll go with Dave Bin. It was hard to not pick Reggie Bush there, but it was. It was <laughs> oh yeah, old that boy Devereaux. Shout out Red. Wings. Amir
1: Abdullah. Amir Abdullah. Fear Amir. My number twenty one is uh, George Cal um you know I, I played for played for the tigers and my uh my uncle has a little bobblehead, and that's why that's why i knew that he wore number 21 so all growing up it's just been like oh it's, this this is a tigers legend he wears number 21 cool but yeah i don't know like obviously it's a big pistons guy too dave bang's always been a name that you just know because you've never seen any other piston ever wear that number so
0: uh, number twenty two, another guy, prime example of a guy who you grow up and you just hear about him being a legend, but you never saw him play, don't know nothing about him. Bobby Lane. Lion. Bad
2: pick. Horrible pick. How yeah. the, 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 the fact that you just did not pick Tayshawn Prince is a, a indictment on your character. <laughs> and uh, I just I, I, dude, I don't but, know but if there's not there's not
0: many it. lions, there's not many Lions players. That go down as being like iconic. When you hear about the lineage of the lions, part of that story is always Bobby Lane, number twenty-two. Always, yeah,
2: because they messed it up and he got traded. And there's a curse about him. That's exactly So it's How much more iconic is a whole curse about you? No, no. Guess what, Taeshawn Prince, number
1: twenty-two. You know what? the whole
2: twenty-two for you, at Reggie Miller. The fact that he had the sickest thing ever when he used to score at the palace would we'll palace fruits like, That was my <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was great. Shout out Tayshaun Prince. Love Tayshaun Prince. Ask Collins, Prince. I am rocking,
1: rocking with Tayshaun the whole time. I know Ravs is probably gonna get on me because I picked Dutch Clark. I didn't pick Bobby Lane. <laughs> Whatever, Tayshaun Prince. Listen, and and like. If Vinny Johnson's number is retired with the Pistons, Tayshaun Prince needs his number. No,
0: retired. Stop. Yes, he does. No, he, he spent doesn't.
1: 12 seasons in Detroit. He, obviously, he didn't he's have the any best success. best player on else.
2: his team at all time. Who,
1: what was Vinny? <laughs>
2: exactly, exactly. What
1: was, what was Vinny?
2: I, I mean, Fifth, I Six? I think it's different since the fact, like, he was, like, they won two titles, too. Okay, that's also true. also had a but, big part in winning, like, I don't know.
1: Obviously, you'd rather have two titles, but like the Tayshawn Prince's Pistons teams—they they weren't his teams, but I, they all should be, in my opinion. I, they were nah. a unit. It's they yeah, were the a unit. Were
2: tighter numbers, willy nilly. Yeah, no, it's of control. Like, wait till zeros up
1: there. Wait till zeros up
2: there. Like, Chauncey and Ben, like. You could – like, I, I would have just done Chauncey, but, like, I can rationalize Ben being up there because he was, like, the heart and soul of that championship team. But, yeah, like, no, dude, then,
1: Ben has to be up there.
2: And then they put, like, Rip there. I was like, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, do whatever you want. I mean
1: <laughs> – Okay, I, that, but that's what I mean. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to do Rip, then you got to just complete it, dude. Yeah, Rip, you got to put Tayshon like, and Rip.
2: Head and shoulders better than, like, Tayshon. Everyone – like, Tayshaun was a role – Okay,
1: player. okay. Here's the other thing, though. Tayshon played 12 12- – Seasons, like four years in Detroit, five years in Detroit. I don't care. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, they do. Someone cares. I don't know. Okay. But, yeah, I agree with you at the end of the day. I got Tayshaun, 22.
0: Okay, number 23, shout out Uncle David, his favorite player, maybe in Detroit history, uh, Willie Horton, 23.
2: Gibby. Gibby. me yeah, I got, I got That's Gibby, That's number too. two. It, easy it number was two. Either, it was
1: either Willie Horton or Kirk Gibson for me, and then obviously the Spartan in me just was like, okay, Gibson.
0: Yep. Got him.
2: Michigan State Spartan. My dad Willie's always got a
0: statue, though. Willie does have a statue. Out Willie there. does have a statue. My dad, but
2: always, like, my dad always tells me the story about how Kirk Gibson hit a home run onto like the like the dorms, like over Michigan State's field. It was like 550 feet with a metal bat. Like he like my dad always tells that story, and he tells how he was at the fastest wide receiver in the country, like at Michigan State. So I got to go with Kirk Gibson. Also, yeah, dude, that's I got, sick. Most iconic home run in Detroit sports history.
1: I was going to say yeah. that. And one of the most iconic pictures ever, too, was the 84, him with his arms. Yeah, out. dude, his
2: hair looks For Detroit. So bad, I mean,
1: for the – yeah, <laughs> this is a tough look. But, yeah, Gibby.
0: All right, number 24 here, staying with the Tigers for me, Miggy.
1: Yeah, has to be. Has to be, right? Triple crown winner, MVP of the league. You could probably, throw,
0: the Bob, you could probably throw Bob Probert in there, too.
2: Yeah, if I was like, if I feel like if you're alive in a wins fan during that time period, you're like, dude, Proby, like that was our guy. Like we yeah. really loved it. Like he just used to dummy people. But uh, Miggy, best Detroit Tiger I think to ever play on the Tigers. Like I, you can like the whole longevity thing, whatever. But like at his peak, I think he's the best player to ever play on the Tigers, yeah. and one of the best right-handed hitters of all time. So my, my favorite, think he's the
0: best right-handed hitter ever. My favorite thing to do every single offseason, like, leading into the regular season for the Tigers, going, Miggy looks good. He's looking thin. <laughs> you just you you talk yourself time, into – he's going to hit 320 with 40 homers and, like, 110 RBIs. You talk yourself into that every year. then he's, like, hurt come week two.
2: Dude, when he was – like, when he won a triple – the year before he won the triple crown, I think he had a better batting average or something. He was – like, those two or three years – he, when he was healthy, like he didn't have knee issues and his weight wasn't an issue, he was raking, raking.
0: Yeah, he, I, Meggy, people like, obviously now the contract, like, people always talk about the contract and how his He's production still good. off. People forget, like, he, when there was nobody actually good. better in baseball. Yeah, he is, but I'm saying there's actually nobody better in baseball He's the best when Meggy was in his prime.
2: They, they had back to back MVPs, like, they had to pay him.
0: Yeah,
1: whatever. They had to pay him, and they yeah, did. Yeah, and yeah, now I mean, you you yeah. face the repercussions. But at the time, like you said, Urbina was probably not a better player in baseball than Miguel Cabrera when he got his money.
2: So you live with
0: it. Yep. Uh, okay, number twenty-five. Now back to the wings for me, Darren McCarty.
2: Dude, it has to be D Mac. Shout out D
0: Mac. I'm sure Trent's got someone different. Let's hear from Trent. Oh. I have Norm Cash. Sorry i guess okay but don't okay trent level with me here you had to look up 25 didn't you or did you just know norm cash was 25
1: i knew norm cash was 25 he's a tigers legend i was gonna say you haven't
0: had a single red wing besides Iserman. that was the easiest hold
1: on wait till we get to 30 which you guys will probably disagree with me on you guys will probably pick Magley ordonias but i got well hold on just just okay
0: (laughs) We'll get there. Okay. Well, Collins is (laughs) on my McCarty train. I appreciate that. Go now, you, d- you know
1: what? That's probably the right answer. If you guys are getting that fired up with me, I'm sure it's the right answer. D- dude, on,
0: they, right. Cannot, they cannot get d away from the organization. He's like he's like the default, like, hey, we need a guy at Meyer on Big Beaver and whatever. Can you get out there? He's like, yeah, I'm there dude, every single <laughs> time.
2: Cut d to break. You went bankrupt. Uh, let's move on. Let's not be that part <laughs> of his life.
0: All right. Number 26, another guy that's still around the Red Wings organization. This is a tough one. 26, 27, 28. I, pan- I went Joe Kosher. At
2: number twenty six, dude. Come on, Chris Shelton, number twenty six. Tigers. All level. right. Well, that's
0: uh, that's Best October
2: of all time. I had his jersey. I wore it for years after. It was one he of the worst purchases favorite. I've ever made in my entire life, just because he hit like twelve home runs in October. I had this guy's nice shirt that I used to wear to school <laughs> every third day because I loved the Tigers. And there was a Chris Shelton. Shout out, Big Red, Chris Shelton, number twenty six. <laughs> Mac Legend, Lewis Nelmus. <laughs> That's oh god, Miami, the only one I can Western think Michigan. of.
1: I'm sorry.
2: That's not bad. I don't hate Louis Delmas. Just He, oh, was, he, good. he hurt. was good. He yeah. was good. alright. Yeah, he just got hurt.
1: I seriously I cannot think of another twenty six yeah. that I want. Like I, Hernan Perez, I think was 26, twenty
2: six. Oh god. Dude, I hated
1: Hernan <laughs> Perez.
0: Hernan Perez, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really.
1: And then like CJ Anderson last year, that was awesome. Yeah. I don't know.
0: All right, 27, this was one. Again, I had absolutely – like, I eventually thought of Joe Kosher. I eventually thought of one for 28, which I struggled with too. 27, had no idea. My dad gave me this one. Frank Mahovlich. he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I think, yeah, I think the NHL also me? named him this year one of, like, the top 100 players in NHL history. So, there are you, you are go. I played me? for the Wings for, like, five years. That's it.
2: Are you kidding me? Johnny Peralta. That's a that's a layup. Okay,
0: but dude, I'm trying to think of I'm trying to think of Ica- I, obviously you're going a different way, but I'm thinking of iconic guys. Maybe because no one really wore 27, Peralta's the guy. Jay Honey,
2: Johnny, no, yeah, because- Jay Honey, whatever you call them, Johnny Peralta, greatest spelling of the word Johnny of all time. The fact I loved when he got busted for steroids and like yeah, we were like really <laughs> yeah, and they, they like had he was raking that year, like he was raking. And he was never a great shortstop and stuff. Like, he literally could never move. And people, like, old people are like, hey, does the position right? But he, like, never made errors when it was hit to him. So he, he didn't have, like, much range. But Johnny Peralta, shout out. I love a good steroid user who rakes. Shout out, Johnny Peralta.
1: <laughs> Johnny Peralta had massive cheeks, too. People forget. Yeah, Golancon had
2: bigger cheeks. Dude, I, looking back, I, I can't believe I didn't say Polanco for 14. <laughs> That's tough. Hey. Placido was, dude, the guy was a hit over the second baseman every play. Okay. I, the I guy got told that he wear the hood under the helmet. Dude, he, I mean, he looked so, like, his ears looked so cold. am like, are you all right, Placido?
1: <laughs> no, the, the video of Mag's home run and he's like jumping yeah. up and down like this. Like, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. But I, And he's got the hood on and everything. 27 for me, first place my mind went is where I stayed, Glover Quinn. I couldn't think of a better one. Like, he led the league in interceptions. He led the league in interceptions one time. You see what happened when the Lions got rid of him. It was a fucking disaster.
2: Glover Quinn Quinn was arguably, like, one of the most underrated Lions in the last, like, 15 years. Yeah, he deserved better. He deserved
1: better, he got. He deserved better. Second team All-Pro one season. Like, he was pretty good. Pretty good with the Lions.
2: Dude, 28's tough. 20, I don't. 30?
1: I see. I don't. I don't think it's that hard. Who
0: do you, who 20, do you have, them, Trent? It, no, we don't need to know. It took me. Trent, it took had? me a second. It took me a second. I think Trent and I have the same guy. One of my favorite Tigers of all time, Curtis Granderson. Prince Fielder. Prince oh, Fielder. Come on, dude. That's
2: on its usual. Trent, that's on its usual. Prince I love Fielder over Curtis Granderson. Too,
1: you guys have to remember. i the I'm best a little thing, Younger than you. The best, Fielder,
0: the best thing that Prince Fielder, the best thing that ever did for the Tigers was get us Ian Kinsler.
2: Dude, stop. <laughs> Prince Fielder was very good his first year in the Detroit Tigers uniform. You have yeah, to remember a couple
1: things. I think you got to remember a couple things here. I am younger, a little bit younger than you guys. Obviously barely, though. Listen, listen. Obviously, you're, I you're remember younger. I remember Curtis Granderson, but like when I really started getting locked, into the Tigers they play 162 freaking games a year like when I started watching all their games in the summer Prince that was the year that like Prince Fielder and Miggy were hitting third and fourth and it was so exciting and I loved it I don't know I actually Prince thought of JD Martinez too and, I was gonna say Curtis, we didn't even Curtis think JD
2: I'll say Prince Fielder most surprising free agent signing in my lifetime I'll yeah, never forget my, like, bro- whoa, yeah, yeah. my brother my brother texted me and I was like what we weren't even, like, they were – no one was even, like, considering that. That was wild. I was fired up after that. After go with Durandy, when he robbed that home run against Grady Sizemore, I, I've – that's, like, something that's ingrained in my mind as being, like, one of, like, my greatest memories as, like, a sports fan. And I understand it's, like, a regular season game, but it was, like, to yeah. win a game, basically, he robbed a home run. It was so yeah. sick. It's gone. No, uh, it's Dude, I, I love Grandy. Grandy yeah, was I great. I was hard. No, and, and,
1: and I will you. say this. I will say this about Curtis Grandy. Grandy was
2: everybody's tiger, which I well, never I, really I, got. I, I shared I a room, I room with my Brandy, brother. He wasn't my tiger. I was, I've was. i always been a JV guy. But, like.
1: I shared a room growing up with my brother, Brock, and he had a fat head of Curtis Granderson on our wall.
2: So, dude, like, below- in, my, in my room,
1: there was a life-size nice Curtis guy. Granderson my entire childhood. So, I will. I will say that. I probably should have said to him. I just, I, I think a prince Shoot. first when I think t- no, t- it's I think
2: J.D 's is an acceptable answer too. I, I love JD. JD, right? When he came back for the Chris Sale and he I hit was that there, run, called
0: it was there and called it.
2: Dude, I've never been more fired up in my entire life.
0: It I just, I was when I was there. I just remember I was sitting in the upper like deck the
2: next day too.
0: Maybe, but I just the next or, or when I was at the game, I remember because he was out for like a month or so with an elbow injury, and I was sitting so I couldn't see into the on deck circle. But you just heard hustling by Rick Ross come on, and you're like, "Oh shit!" And he walked up the plate, and the Tigers were losing like one nothing or something, or something. No, it's like one that. to one. Oh, but I remember being like, "This I'm like I don't care, like he's gonna hit a ball out here." I didn't like, but then first, first pitch, pitch,
2: pitch, absolutely moonshot. I. Uh, I I was like breaking things in my house. It was. Unreal. I remember
0: when JD got traded. I was I was so upset. I wore the JD jersey the next day to class at Michigan State. I was so upset I really when he care. got traded.
2: I mean, you you knew he was gone.
0: Yeah, but I loved him. Um, right, Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Mickey Lowlich.
1: That's why I got to. do Don't know a lot about him. I just know he's a legend. I looked this I one had, up. And I had Mike Vernon.
0: I I put down Mike Vernon at first, then I backtracked and was like. Probably should confirm that Mickey Lowlich is also number twenty nine. And then once I did, I was like, okay. that's again that's one where like you could get into fist fights with people if you don't put Mickey Lowell down for that one.
2: Vernon was the one who fought uh wow, right?
0: Yeah, he eventually came in and cleaned up. He landed a good one, he cut him open.
2: Yeah, so shout out Vernon. I'm gonna take him.
0: All right. Legendary. Number thirty to wrap up our most iconic slash Ryan Collins' favorite Detroit players by the numbers. Uh, number eleven through thirty. Number 30 for me, Ozzy, Chris Osgood, I think Trent has Terrible it too. I had good. Osgood
1: as well. Listen, college, Horrible before pick. you go, I got to say this, not really a hockey guy. Something that's always kept me in the mix is I was, a, I was always a goalie growing up, right, many sticks, goalie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I played soccer for a year. I was a goalie in high
0: school.
2: Ozzie, great name. That's
1: one. Chris Osgood, fantastic.
0: Yeah. The most inexcusable I, mask
2: ever. Dude, it, it, I'm madly out. It's not. It's not even close either. Yes,
1: it is, uh, dude. It's, it's not. It's, all, it's,
2: dude. It's, dude Mad before, before, before Mad Leo messed up his it. knee, he was the best player the Tigers had for like since like I can't even like th- like since those like eighty four like Tram and like Whitaker teams. Mad Leo was their deal. Like it wasn't the fact that he just hit a home run to send him to the World Series. He was nasty. Like he was so good. And then he messed up his knee, and he really wasn't the same. And, and I, but like, Madlio was so nice. Give you, Matt,
1: I'm not gonna fight Fair. you on Maglio. No, I don't think it's a bad pick. I just, I, I don't know. And and Mad- especially
2: Leo's me, clear? as a Tigers guy. I Dude, Madlio's hair. Come on, yeah. Madlio's <laughs> like Ali's un- like mask. Not necessary diving catches in right field. Are you kidding me? It's got to be Maglio.
0: Well we will right. we'll agree to disagree, I guess. But that is eleven through thirty for us. What do we do next? week? Should we do thirty one through fifty? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh,
2: we could probably do I don't know, depends if there's any news. If not, I was gonna we'll say yeah. we gotta,
1: we're probably gonna wait to see if there's any news in the we'll figure it out. But that's, sports this world. stuff's
0: fun. I like that. That that was fun. This is good stuff, good content for the people, hopefully. They enjoy it. Uh, yeah. if you agree, disagree, let us know, holler at us. But uh, as we move on now from that, of course, to end the show every week, we do do our, our doo doo. We do do our Who Am I segment. Uh, the leaderboard here, uh, Ryan Collins and myself, are tied at 5-1. and one. Trent Bailey up the rear here, 3-3. Three and three, Still fighting, but today, Trent, you are organizing the Who Am I for us, so whenever you're ready, take it away.
1: Yeah, don't really get a chance to gain any ground here today, as I am at okay, 500. As always next the good week.
0: news is
1: I can stay at 500 for another week, so <laughs> – Let's get rolling. Um, Here's my who am I this week. I got 12 clues. If you really can't get it, I got four more. But if I go there, I know Collins will get it, and I'm pretty sure you'll get it as well from So let's just do it. Clue number one, I played nine seasons in my career.
2: Okay. Clue number two, just nine seasons seasons. total.
1: Nine seasons total. Yikes. Clue number two, I played for four teams in my career. Not counting one practice squad team. So, like, he made the practice squad on one team, but, like, never really played. Okay. okay? four teams yeah. in nine years. Number three, I was a highly recruited basketball and football star out of Southfield, Lathrop High School in Michigan.
0: Hmm. Talent knows it already. Yeah. Uh.
1: Clue number four, I was drafted in the second round of the 2008 NFL draft by an AFC team. Clue number five: I started one game my rookie season with aforementioned AFC team due to an injury to a future Detroit Lion. Though I would not play with him in Detroit. This is tough. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put it together. Palins, you know already. Keep it together. No,
2: I don't. I'm trying to think of people from Southfield. <sighs> Me too. So,
1: clue number six: the AFC team I was drafted by is the Tennessee Titans. This. Clue number seven. What? Clue number wait, what Collins, you got questions? Or no, no, I no,
2: I have no idea who this is. Keep on drawing.
1: Clue number seven. The aforementioned future lion I played with was Kyle Vandenbosch. Bosch.
0: Wait, wait, wait. So he how what's his relation to Van and Bosch? He replaced them? He him? He, he, no, played, he played with them. He
1: played with Van and Bosch in Tennessee, but not in Detroit. Just, I'm, just to, I'm just trying to I'm just
0: but I'm wait, to Give me the
1: timeline for when this guy. But didn't played. you
0: say? But I'm saying, did you say that he filled in for Vandenbosch when he was hurt for the Titans?
1: Yes. No. Let me let me let me re- let me read the clue one more time. It's a little confusing. Yes. Thank I you. started I started one game in my rookie season, due to an injury to a future Detroit Lion. Though I did not play with him in Detroit. So yes, Kyle okay. Vandenbosch got hurt for a game.
2: But I thought he was a defensive back.
0: He didn't say that. I
1: didn't say anything about that.
0: Not yet.
2: So keep
1: going. Clue number eight, after four seasons in Tennessee, I signed a one-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. And clue number nine, in 2013, I signed my three-year deal with the Detroit Lions, which I would play out. So three seasons with Detroit, all right? Clue number 10. Okay, okay. Clue number 10, I played out my contract with Detroit and played 34 games in three years. Little, little injury history there. If you do the math, I don't know if you can tell. Clue number 11. In 2014, I recorded five sacks playing alongside the Dominion Sue and Nick Fairley on the second-best defense in the NFL. Mm. And clue number 12, after Detroit, I spent one season with the Miami Dolphins as my last season on an NFL 53-man roster. Oh. He made the Saints practice squad the following season but did not play for the Saints. Wait, wait, oh, wait. Oh, no. So
2: he played – did he play for the Bears after the Lions?
1: No, Dolphins. Okay. Were you just thinking of Willie Young?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's a great that's – so, that's Dude,
2: I, I do you, Do your four more clues include what college you went to?
1: Yes, yes. That's why I don't want to say it because I know you'll get it. But I can, I can go there if you want me to. Yeah, I, I need them.
2: Z- zero clue. Zero clues. Okay,
1: okay. All right. Clue number 13, I went to college in the Midwest.
2: Clue yeah, number 14. from Michigan.
1: Cl- I got four more. Just settle down. <laughs> settle okay. down. My school's colors were green and white. Clue number 15, I went to college in Michigan. Clue number Eastern. 16. Clue number 16, I was first team All-Mac in 2007.
2: Dude, I have no idea who this guy is. This guy went to Eastern.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: yes, he did. Go Eagles. Uh, yeah.
1: I don't know. What sacks did he have in two
2: thousand thirteen? He went to Eastern.
1: Uh, in two thousand fourteen, I recorded five sacks. That's all. That's the only stat I got. That's the only really noteworthy. What's your stat. last clue? First team all MAC in two thousand seven.
2: Dude, no idea. I am oh thinking God. about this I'll give you. I'll I'll give you I'll a guess.
0: guess. I'll text you he, a guess, but it's not right.
1: Okay, I will say this. He's uh, okay. He started. He was a starter. Like it, this is not like an outrageous pick, like Rabinowitz when he picked the one season Red Wings goaltender, which was absolutely ridiculous. Colin's got it. This t- dude, I want to. Dude, the high clock
2: one is easier than whoever the whoever this guy is.
1: I don't know, dude. You're gonna. You're gonna. You're gonna hear the name in a little bit. Rabs,
2: you texted me yet? No, because I, I was gonna text you, Cliff April, but I, it's not even. Went to <laughs> Purdue? dude. I have like no idea who this is. I, Colin, I
1: thought for sure if I said Eastern Michigan, you would know who it is.
0: I, dude, I don't have. I, I Trent, I don't have a guess. <laughs> I don't well, know. Shit, dude. All right, can you all give right. me? Can I? Can I ask for his number? Can, I'm a one. No, dude, that's, gonna, that's look,
2: like you, getting the answer. You got to right, understand. Never mind.
1: I gave you 12 clues. Then I gave you – Yeah, I know. True. Never mind. Never I'm mind. Three, I'm, gonna, I'm three and three in this game, but I'm trying to catch some ground here. Okay, never this mind. Is, this I'm, is
0: supposed to be tough. I'm marking myself at five and two. I cannot think of this guy.
2: Dude, you have to guess. You have to guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I'll send, my, I'll, I'll send my guess in. This is just, it's not it. He started for the
1: Lions for three years. Rabinowitz. Do you want to know what it is, Collins? Do you want to know what his guess is? It's incorrect.
2: What's his guess?
1: Ashley Palmer. <laughs> Ashley Palmer.
0: I mean, not a Just a fun, guess. Just a fun guy to think guess. of. Probably not even the same time frame.
2: I want to – okay. No,
0: you got the
1: time frame, right? Okay, I'll, oh, I'll send
2: this in the whole thing.
1: Collins, you got one.
2: You texted me. I texted in the group chat. That's my guess. I don't think it's right. Justin Durant
1: is incorrect. You want to know who it is? Yeah. Number number ninety one from Eastern, Jason Jones, three year starter with the. Detroit dude, he did Lions. not
2: start. Her. That's yes, a full
1: lie. lie.
0: He look did not. Never would have got it. Look Never would have got it, dude. You guys <laughs>
1: don't remember Jason Jones?
2: No, not really. He didn't
0: start Trent. Yes, he did.
2: <laughs> not really. Look it up.
1: I had the stats. I was thinking about Corey
2: Fleming the whole time.
1: Well, I was thinking about Ernie Sims the whole time. It was Sean Rogers.
2: And I got no sympathy from anybody. Dude, dude, Jason that whatever. That hey, it's a tough one. How do you guys
1: not remember who that was? He played for the
2: psycho. He's a rotational defensive tackle.
1: He went to Eastern. He
0: was born in Detroit. I remember, yes, friend, I remember Jason Jones. I know, a big guy, okay. very tall.
2: I remember yeah, who he remember. is, but, like, he did not start on that he team. Started.
1: He started. I'll tell you what it was. Was he defensive was, end? Yes. It was Ziggy and him. And then the other rotational guy was George Johnson, and then it was Sue and Fairley up the middle. Daryl Tapp was also in the mix.
2: Was Devin Taylor there yet?
1: Yeah, he didn't play, though. He's number that was, that was before he was 98. He was 92. Fun fact. Yeah.
2: Okay. And then Haloti
1: Nada came.
2: That was a tough one. That was
1: okay. Tough. All right. All right. All right. I, I apologize. Gap. I apologize. No, this you don't have for, to apologize. Forgot, forgotten guy on the uh, on the 2014 Lions defensive line. You've closed
0: the gap. You're starting to close the gap with that. that I, I
1: thought maybe the whole Eastern thing would tip it a little bit. I guess not.
0: Couldn't get it. Yeah. Well, all, right, all, right.
2: all right. Good episode. So,
0: that might do it. Good episode, another one from quarantine. Hopefully, eventually we can get back to the studio, but who knows? But uh, in oh, the we meantime, will. that is going to be out. That's going to be it for today's episode of the Motown Rundown for Trent Ballard and Ryan Cound. I'm Ryan If you have any questions, comments, to or the show, at Motown underscore Rundown on Twitter or on Facebook at the Motown Rundown page. Do not miss a single episode of the show. We are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. New episodes every week. We will see you next time.